Happy holidays. I'm Brett McGarry. Welcome to Holiday Madness with the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff Braun. We're counting down our favorite Christmas TV specials and movies of all time. And we'll start with the TV shows, but first, a caveat. It is getting harder to find some of these shows, and quite frankly, the movies that we're going to go through as well, on traditional television these days. With all the streaming platforms, a lot of these have been scooped up, or even TV broadcast rights have changed, so the channels you may have watched them on will no longer be airing them, but nothing a quick Google search won't fix for you. Now on to the countdown. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Ah, the timeless voice of Thurl Ravenscroft, a.k.a. Tony the Tiger, singing the unforgettable theme from the 1966 Dr. Seuss classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Narrated and voiced by Boris Karloff, the show focuses on how every year the Grinch sits above his mountaintop watching as all the Who's in Whoville get ready for Christmas and eventually gather in town and sing. And he's just sick of the routine. But whatever the reason his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a holly Who wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. So he hatches a plot to ruin it all by stealing everything in town that's related to Christmas. All the presents, all the decorations, all gone. In 2000, it was turned into a live-action movie directed by Ron Howard and starring Jim Carrey. You're the... 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 And in 2018, there was a cartoon movie with Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch, but nothing beats that original TV special. Eventually, the Grinch realizes what it's all about and becomes a new and kinder Grinch, but not until he's had all sorts of dastardly fun. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. That's good family fun, but this next one is not. The gang over at It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia put their demented mark on the holidays with the Christmas special. Hey, you know what? Do you guys think it's too late to get a Christmas tree? Yeah, dude, way too late. Yeah, I don't care for fir trees anyway. What's wrong with them? I don't like the smell. Yeah, plus they're a fire hazard. There's all that sap. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get a tree, why not get a tree that does something? Like an know? orange tree or something. Yeah. Where are you going to find an orange tree in Philadelphia? You know what you could do? You get a bag of oranges. Dude, now you're thinking. And do what? Hang them in the bar? No, bro, it'd be awesome. We take the oranges and we give them to each other as gifts. That's a terrible gift. I don't want it. I love it when things that don't seem Christmassy at all go for it and pull it off. Enter It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Their Christmas special is called A Very Sunny Christmas. And in a very memorable scene, which I dare not really describe, Charlie's visit with a mall Santa turns it into an instant classic. A Very Sunny Christmas also features one of those most bizarre things I've ever seen. A hot, sweaty, naked Danny DeVito emerging from the upholstery of a leather couch that he had previously sealed himself inside in order to spy on someone. Okay. Why are you uh, naked? Uh, air, hot, leather, couch, too hot. Uh. And of course, the clueless gang gets on everyone's bad side, even when their intentions are good. All right, here we go. Hmm? 
Here's another one of my favorite Christmas television specials of all time. It stars the Muppets. Guys, this is the best idea we've had in years. Christmas at my mother's farm. Sounds great, Fozzie, but don't you think we should have called your mother to let her know we were coming? Oh, how little you understand bears, Kermit. My mother loves surprises. Good thing she's in for beauty. Surprise, surprise! First aired in 1987, A Muppet Family Christmas was the first and only show involving players from the entire Muppet family. So that includes The Muppet Show, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, and The Muppet Babies, who appear in puppet form rather than their usual cartoon selves. They all converge at Fozzie Bear's mom's place in the country. Unfortunately, I haven't seen this one on TV for a long time, but you can find a Muppet Family Christmas online. I mean, you're here to cook the Christmas turkey for all Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the kitchen. Here's another classic. Boy, are you stupid, Charlie Brown. What kind of a tree is that? You are supposed to get a good tree. Can't you even tell a good tree from a poor tree? I told you we'd goof it up. He's not the kind you can depend on to do anything right. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Rats. A Charlie Brown Christmas. It first aired in 1965. This classic cartoon focuses on Charlie Brown and how he's all bummed out at Christmas time. As he fails to understand what it's all about due to its increased commercialization, he's made the director of the school's Christmas production, but he loses that job. And then they send him out to get a big fancy Christmas tree, but he buys the puniest one on the lot. And then he gets more bummed out when they all hate him for it. Eventually, Linus straightens him out, and in doing so, he helps everyone regain their holiday spirit. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown! One more cartoon here. Clearly, I like the Christmas cartoons. Money, money, money. Merry Christmas! And a Merry Christmas to you, Master Fred. Ah, humbug. Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge! What's so merry about it? I'll tell you what Christmas is. It's just another work day. And any jackanapes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. (sighs) Mickey's Christmas Carol, the great Disney interpretation of the Charles Dickens classic starring Scrooge McDuck as Ebenezer Scrooge, Mickey Mouse as Bob Cratchit, Donald Duck as Scrooge's nephew Fred, and Goofy as Jacob Marley. Scrooge! Ebenezer? Remember when I was alive, I robbed the widows and swindled the poor? Yes, and all in the same day. Oh, you had class, Jacob. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, no. I was wrong. There's also Jiminy Cricket as the ghost of Christmas past, Willie the Giant as the ghost of Christmas present, Black Pete as the ghost of Christmas future, and the list goes on with a whole bunch of flagship Disney characters. This one originally appeared as an audio version only called Disney's A Christmas Carol and was turned into a full-blown Oscar-nominated animated short film in 1983. It's only 26 minutes long, but somehow they managed to jam in all the crucial moments and it remains... Timeless. It first aired on TV in 1984. I gotta see it every year. Fur 
Watch out for that first. Step. Up next, we'll head across the pond for some awkward Christmas comedy. You are listening to Holiday Madness with the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to Holiday Madness with the Couch Potatoes. We're running down our favorite Christmas movies, TV specials, and even TV episodes. And British shows often have specific specials made just for Christmas. And in the case of the original UK version of The Office, it was also the series finale. Are you famous? <laughs> Penny's dropped. We'll have your order. Yeah. Mm. You got a pen? I got a pen. What's your name? David. Oh, from one David to another. Is your name David? Arthur. Yes. The Office Christmas Special is at once a bit of a reunion show coming after the second season, as well as a Christmas special and a series finale. There's a lot going on, but it's the Tim-Don relationship that people were most interested in. And when we catch up to Don at the beginning of the episode, she's still dating the vile Lee. I get more excited about watching people open their presents than they do. You don't seem to walk much, Lee. Nah, I don't buy into it. I mean, it's a con, isn't it? What I usually say to her is sort of work out what she spent on me and then just take it out of my wallet. Thinking of wrapping it this year. And Tim is still madly in love with Don, even if he won't admit it. The people you work with are people you were just thrown together with. But probably all you've got in common is the fact that you walk around on the same bit of carpet for eight hours a day. And so, obviously, when someone comes in who you you have a connection with yeah and dawn was a ray of sunshine in my life and it meant a lot but if i'm really being honest i never really thought it would have a happy ending and it is tim's secret santa gift to dawn that turns the tide and it's one of the best all-time tv will they or won't they relationships coming to a very satisfying conclusion albeit with some terribly muddled audio okay so she's got things what? How'd they screw that up? Whatever, they kissed, and the kiss says it all anyways. And it's one of the great TV Christmas specials that also became the finale. How would you like to be remembered? Simply as the man who put a smile on the face of all who he met. Not to be outdone, the U.S. version of The Office also made Christmas very special every year. Hey! It's snowing. Oh my god. It's the first snowfall of Christmas. Is that just so magical for you, little girl? Can you not wait to have a hot chocolate and cuddle up with Papa and tell him about all your Christmas dreams? Hmm? They love to throw parties on the office, and the Christmas party was always the biggest one of the year. Attention, everyone! Jim and I, on behalf of the party planning committee, have an announcement. Too loud. But effective. Look. On behalf of Jim and I, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. From fights over who got to play Santa Claus, impromptu trips to Benihana, and maybe the worst gift exchange in history, the office always found a fresh take for a holiday party. For example, there was the year Dwight was in charge and decided to bring some of his German heritage into the mix. Oh, judgment is nigh, for the Belschnickel is I. Yes, he is finally nigh. I am nigh! Whatever the theme of the Christmas party on The Office, it always ended in disaster, but with everyone a little wiser, maybe. Well, happy birthday, Jesus. Sorry your party's so lame. <laughs> this next one is the longest standing Christmas tradition on television. Mama. 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 Mama.
He's... He's got a shiny nose. Sh- sh- shiny? I'd even say it glow. Well, we'll simply have to overlook it. Now, how can you overlook that? His beak blinks like a blinking beacon. It's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the stop-motion animated classic first aired in 1964, and again, the longest-running annual special on TV. Narrated and sung by Burl Ives, it tells the story of Rudolph and his shiny red nose, not allowed to join in any reindeer games, and shunned by the community, including Santa Claus himself. He eventually runs away. He's joined by fellow misfit, Hermie the Elf. I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist?! They run away together where they eventually find the prospector, Yukon Cornelius. Silver and gold! And together they tangle with the abominable snowman. They find themselves in the island of misfit toys before finally heading back and Rudolph is brought in to save the day. Rudolph, with your nose so bright... Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It spawned several stop-motion sequels, but the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, as corny and dated as it is, will always be the best. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you go down in Seinfeld's my favorite TV show of all time, and it usually pretty much ignored Christmas. I don't really celebrate Christmas. I, um, I celebrate Festivus. Yep, the show invented its own holiday, an alternative to Christmas, thunk up by George's dad, Frank Costanza. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the dog? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> and of course, there were some weird details to the holiday. And instead of a tree, didn't your father put up an aluminum pole? Oh, yeah. Stop it. That weren't their feats of strength that always ended up with you crying. And some even more weird details. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. The scariest part is that Festivus isn't even fake. Oh, no, sir. Festivus is all too real. It's a real thing that happened to the writer of the episode when he was a kid. George, Festivus is your heritage. It's part of who you are. And thanks to Seinfeld, you can usually find a Festivus theme party not too far away sometime in December. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble! This next one has become, over the years, my favorite Christmas TV special. Open, hangar door. Cue Rosebud. Reindeer, ready to roll. We are go for launch. Dash away off. Before the big guy takes off, he gets a little help from his friends. I'm part of prep and landing, an elite unit of elves getting houses ready for the big guy's arrival. Our mission statement, get in, get out, never be noticed. 
From Disney, it's a show called Prep and Landing. It debuted in 2009, and as you heard, this one follows elite elves who go to the houses of good little kids before Santa arrives, and they get everything ready for him. Dave Foley of the Kids in the Hall is the voice of one of these elves. Wayne, who thought he was going to get a promotion, but he doesn't. Feeling sorry for himself, Wayne almost single-handedly ruins Christmas. Prep and Landing is fun, smart, extremely heartwarming, and we get to meet a big, beefy new reindeer, Thrasher. Thrasher? Thrasher the reindeer? Oh, oh, there he is! Great Garland! I heard Dasher had a cousin, but I always thought you were a myth! I am a myth. What? Tell anyone I exist, and you won't exist. It was a big success, so Disney immediately followed it up in 2011 with Prep and Landing Naughty vs. Nice, which is also a lot of fun. And now I'm here to save Christmas! Jingle bang! Up next, we switch gears to our favorite holiday movies on Holiday Madness with the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to Holiday Madness with the Couch Potatoes. We're counting down our favorite Christmas TV specials, episodes, and movies. And making a Christmas movie with staying power is hard, especially these days when there are dozens of new Hallmark and Lifetime movies each year. But in 2015, a comedy came out that I go back to most years. It's called The Night Before. Was the night before Christmas and all through the borough, the children were snuggled, their presents wrapped thorough. But this tale's not about presents, or Santa, or ponies. It's about three dudes, three bros, three ride-or-die homies. The three ride-or-die homies are played by Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gentlemen, 14 years ago to this very night, I lost my parents. You guys have been with me every single Christmas since then. But they're big boys now, and they can't keep this tradition alive, so they're going to have one last Christmas Eve blowout in New York City. What could possibly go wrong? Well, for starters, Seth Rogen's wife gives him a bunch of drugs. You have been such a rock throughout this whole pregnancy. You're like my Dwayne Johnson. Thank you. It's not just focus on yourself. Holy sh**. Dreams? Is this cocaine? You haven't done cocaine for 11 years, I don't think. Yeah, no one has. They also hit a karaoke bar where they run into Mindy Kaling and Lizzie Kaplan. You guys missed her singing Miley Cyrus. She destroyed Wrecking Ball. You still like that song. Everybody does. You can cry to it. You can run to it. Yeah. You can party to it. Timeless. I came in like a And through it all, they're searching for a legendary secret Christmas Eve party, and they keep bumping into a very weird drug dealer played hilariously by Michael Shannon. It's funny stuff, a great movie about friendship. You should add The Night Before to your Christmas movie repertoire. <coughs> Don't you dare throw up in here. Swallow it like a girl would. I need a barf bag. Barf bag. Is it still happening? It's still happening a little, yeah. This next movie made Will Ferrell a star. Hey. Your costume is pretty. Oh, it's not a costume. I'm an elf. Oh. Well, technically I'm a human, but I was raised by elves. New Line Cinema presents the story of one elf who's coming home for Christmas. 
From 2003, it's Elf, the story of Buddy the Elf. Although Buddy's not an elf, he's a human who was raised as an elf. And when he hits adulthood, he is sent to New York to find his real dad, and he gets a job in a department store as an elf. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Farrell's childlike innocence and purity shines through in equally tender and hilarious ways, making Elf a great Christmas movie. I'm singing, I'm in a store, I'm singing, I'm in a store, and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. On the exact opposite end of the spectrum, one of the angriest Christmas movies of all time is The Ref, starring Dennis Leary. Who are you f***ing people? Caroline and Lloyd Chesser. What's your name? F*** you, that's my name. I don't know about you, but when I think of Christmas, I think of Dennis Leary. Now, sometimes it takes an angry home invader with a gun to make a family find the meaning of Christmas, and that's what Leary does in The Ref. Let's get one thing straight, okay? From now on. The only person who yells is me. Why? Because I have a gun, okay? People with guns can do whatever they want. Married people without guns, for instance, you, mm-hmm. do not get to yell. Why? No guns. No guns, no yelling. See? Simple little equation. All this while the law is on his tail, but luckily they're small-town movie cops, which means they're dumb. Lieutenant, I uh, found this mask uh, with a weird smell. Urine. Right. Oh, thank God. Phil thought it might be semen. Phil needs to talk to a therapist. And, of course, there's a drunken Santa Claus. What, you pulling a gun on me? I'm not afraid of you. Just calm down, all right? You think you can take me? I'm Santa Claus. I just beat up Santa Claus. When the subject of all-time classic Christmas movies comes up, It's a Wonderful Life always tends to lead that charge. But for me, it's this one. A Christmas Carol, the 1951 version, starring Alistair Sim in the role of Ebenezer Scrooge. Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheat. You, you might be an undigested bit of beef, (laughs) a piece of cheese, a fragment of underdone potato. There's more of gravy than of grave in you. The Charles Dickens story has been adapted countless times. We mentioned Mickey's Christmas Carol earlier in the TV section. And for movies, I would give an honorable mention to The Muppet Christmas Carol, starring Michael Caine as Scrooge, because he plays the role dead serious and contrasted by The Muppets. It just works so well. But for me, this is the definitive edition of this story, courtesy of a masterful performance by Sim. Hamburg! This next one has such a great cast and so many great stories. I feel it in my fingers. In my fingers. I feel it in my toes. I feel it in my toes. Yeah. Love is all around. Oh, f- <laughs> head and hole. Start again. Christmas is all around me. 
Love Actually, the 2003 comedy drama about the interwoven lives of eight different pairs of people as time ticks down to December 25th. It follows all things love, romance, failed romance, lust, desire, temptation, family, friends. It's all there, as is Bill Nye, as you heard, playing an aging rocker trying to retool an old hit into a Christmas song. But wouldn't it be great if number one this Christmas wasn't some smug teenager, but an old ex-heroin addict searching for a comeback at any price? It's not just one of my favorite Christmas movies. It is one of my favorite movies, period. All I want for Christmas is you. I think in many ways, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation encapsulates Christmas the best. Well, I I don't know what to say, except it's Christmas and we're all in misery. Well, not just that, but also the fact there's no gimmick to it. It's just a family at home trying to have a Merry Christmas and failing miserably. Something we can all probably relate to. Christmas Vacation also has two of my all-time favorite movie lines. There's this. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. And then this one from Randy Quaid as he empties the septic tank from his RV into the sewer. Sure was full! Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark, please. And of course, Chevy Chase has one of the greatest freakouts ever. We're going to press on and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny and K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. Up next, we are going to tell you about a movie that came out in 1990 and is seen by many across the continent as the best Christmas movie ever made. You are listening to Holiday Madness with the Couch Potatoes. It's Holiday Madness with the Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are counting down our favorite TV Christmas specials, our favorite Christmas TV episodes, and our favorite Christmas movies. And this next one, there have been a lot of surveys done that say, for many people, this is their favorite. For me, it's number two. Remember that kid we saw the other day? He lives here. Well, if the kid's there, the parents got to be. He's home alone. Home Alone, the 1990 movie starring Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, the kid who gets left behind when the family takes a Christmas vacation, and he loves it. I made my family disappear. There are 15 people in this house, and you're the only one who has to make trouble. I made my family disappear. But as you heard in the first clip, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are the wet bandits. They're after his house, so Kevin fights back. This is my house. I have to defend it. Kevin booby traps the entire house, and the slapstick chaos that ensues is priceless. It's too late for you, kid. We're already in the house. We're going to get you. Okay, come and get me. A theatrical sequel was spawned, which was also great, and the gags in that are hilarious. The Wet Bandits went through some wild E. Coyote-style abuse. They really should be dead. Multiple straight-to-video sequels have been spawned, but nothing tops the original. He's only a kid, Harry. We can take him. Ah, oh, shut up, we get... Ooh. What is it? You're missing some teeth. What? That's my gold tooth. My gold tooth. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. 
Billy Bob Thornton's performance in Bad Santa is one of my favorite things about Christmas. If I'd known I was going to have to put up with a bunch of screaming brats on my lap for 30 days out of the year, I would have killed myself a long time ago. Come to think of it, I still might. Bad Santa makes the Grinch and Ebenezer Scrooge look like saints. I'm on my f***ing lunch break, okay? Are you insane? The management's gonna hear about this. Think that's a threat? If you think you can make my f***ing life any worse, you go right ahead. Be my f***ing guest. Take a shot. And if Billy Bob wasn't funny enough, there's the loopy kid, Thurman Merman. You are really Santa, right? No, I'm an accountant. I wear this f***ing thing as a fashion statement, all right? Okay. Marcus, get this kid out of here. He's freaking me out. One of the undisputed Stone Cold classics of Christmas is, of course, A Christmas Story. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. There are so, so, so many good parts to A Christmas Story that my head spins. You've seen it. You love it. Here are some, just some, we don't have time for all of the best lines. I triple dog dare you. You'll shoot your eye up. You'll shoot your eye up. <laughs> Not a finger. Oh. Fudge. You shot he looks like a deranged Easter bunny. <laughs> does he not? He does too. He looks like a pink nightmare. Oh my god, I shot my eye out. Ho, ho, ho. And finally, we mentioned that the survey says Home Alone for many is at the top of the mountain. But for the couch potatoes, our favorite Christmas movie of all time is... Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. The 1988 action movie Die Hard. Bruce Willis stars as New York cop John McClane, who heads to L.A. for Christmas to see the ex and the kids. But wouldn't you know it, when he goes to the ex's office building, it gets taken over by terrorists, and he's the only one who can stop them. You have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... It is the movie that made Bruce Willis a megastar, but it also had one of the best bad guys ever, Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. Mr. Takaki. I could talk about industrialization and men's fashions all day, but I'm afraid work must intrude, and my associate Theo has some questions for you. And just because it's a violent action movie doesn't mean it can't be enjoyed at Christmas time. Theo, are we on schedule? One more to go, then it's up to you. And you better be right, because it looks like this last one's going to take a miracle. It's Christmas, Theo. It's the time of miracles, so be of good cheer and call me when you hit the last lock. Lots of movies have gotten into the Christmas action game, including 2022's Violent Night. 
but you can't beat Die Hard. Not only is Die Hard a Couch Potatoes Christmas tradition, I still look at it as the best action movie ever for not only having top-notch action, but also having a smart set of endearing characters and for revolutionizing the action movie as we know it today by using an everyman in the leading role rather than a muscle-headed super freak. Best action movie ever, best Christmas movie ever, Die Hard. But wait, there's more, because the best thing about Die Hard at Christmas time is that there are actually two Die Hard Christmas movies. Another basement, another elevator. Look the same shit happen to the same guy twice. Die Hard 2, Die Harder is in some ways even more Christmassy than the original. What's this about? Oh, just a feeling I have. Ouch. When you get those feelings, insurance companies start to go bankrupt. <laughs> The first Die Hard is a better movie, but Die Hard 2 is set in the snow, so maybe it gets a Christmas edge. And of course, it is a lot like the first one, just at an airport, which of course is packed with holiday travelers. You're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Story of my life. The Die Hard movies are often on TV at Christmas time, and if you want a good laugh, try to find Die Hard 2 on a channel that edits it for language because the guy doing the Bruce Willis voiceover isn't even close, but the rewrites are pretty funny. Hey, McLean, I got a first-class unit here, SWAT team and all. We don't need any Monday morning quarterbacks. Hey, forget Monday morning. My wife's on one of those damn planes these guys are fooling with. That puts me on the playing field. And if you'd have moved your fat feet when I told you to, we wouldn't get hit deep in snow. Oh, we are just up to our neck in terrorists to get you on. You're not such a rascal after all. No, you were right. Just your kind of rascal. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Die Hard 2. Why would they... They, they would have been better to just bleep. That is a terrible yeah. voiceover. Oh, that, that makes me laugh every single time. It's a, I'm glad they did it just because it is that entertaining. And that concludes our Christmas countdown. Thank you very much for joining us for Holiday Madness with the Couch Potatoes. We wish you the best of the season and a Merry Christmas. Not a